Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves. Feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Welcome to Top Stories, I am Andy Zaltzman with another top story from the archives of the Bugle podcast. The late Queen, also known as Her Majesty, or Banknote Betty, was pretty busy back in May 2011. I was joined by John Oliver for Bugle issue 155 entitled, The Queen is on Fire. Top Story this week, an American president in London, and Andy... President Obama is like Def Leppard at the moment. He's on a massive European tour. And, judging by the newspaper reviews, he's rocking the shit out of it. And he's got a drummer with one arm. (laughs) Attempting to, in the words of the Great Leopard, take the relationship between America and Europe and pour some sugar on it! And the, the media always going to have varying takes on Do you how. know that song, the origins of that song, John? It was... Um, I don't, Andy. Advertising jingle for a wheat-based cereal. <laughs> anyway, really? Yep. 
<laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, because they might want to. Um, yeah, that's that's a very that's a very interesting take. Yeah. Def Leppard might have been a good jingle writers for old bubbly bastards as well. <laughs> Especially if they wanted to come up with like a, a cherry old bubbly bastard line, <laughs> or diet old bubbly bastard for the ladies. <laughs> But I will say, Andy, that my, my reaction to this trip, in general, my point of view, the big takeaway from it is that the Queen is on fire at the moment, Andy. <laughs> Just when you write Big Liz off, she comes back at you hard. She's like a Mexican boxer. She can take a metaphorical punch to the face. <laughs> 2001 has been a vintage year for the Queen machine. First... <laughs> that was, this is 2011, John. Yeah. Just, yeah. That's 2001. Yeah. Did, I just, yeah. did I just say 2001? You did, mate. You did, oh, mate. 2011 has been a vintage year. Yeah, for the that's Queen much better, mate. That's much better. <laughs> so you gave me the creeps there. You thought I, I thought I was about to, supposed to do my debut Edinburgh solo show, <laughs> and was woefully unprepared. Whereas in fact, I'm merely woefully unprepared for my <laughs> for this year's one. First, she had the royal wedding that not only blew the world's mind but also unleashed Pippa Middleton's a bomb on the planet. <laughs> And in fact, just like the literal A-bomb, Andy, Pippa's posterior is really supposed to be only used as a global deterrent. <laughs> Don't try anything stupid, or we'll detonate it again. Last time we set it off, two days later, Bin Laden was dead. Coincidence? I dare you to find out. <laughs> then, then, there was the island tour last week, where the Queen struck such a perfect balance, no one seemed sure whether she actually apologised or not. <laughs> and now... She's making the President of the United States come and have dinner with her. She's never been more relevant, Andy. She's back on the world stage again. <laughs> yeah, but you say that, but John, but her having uh, dinner with the President pretty much thrust our two countries back to the brink of war, John. Because mm. after a long period in which True. your and my countries, Britain and America, have, uh, <laughs> have got on quite well, gone on a load of yeah. exciting overseas expeditions together and stuff, uh -huh. we are... Yeah. On the precipice of mutual destruction, John, because your self-styled president, Barack no. Hussein Obama, perpetrated the ultimate <laughs> insult to my proud nation. He spoke no. during the national anthem, John. He did. You cannot do that. The problem is an overeager band cracked into the Queen's theme tune, and Obama just kept on crapping on about, I don't know, how to make the world a better place or some shit like that. <laughs> And the world's most important and inviolable song, a song that expresses yeah. the thoughts and desires that beat in every British heart. I really hope a pretend man I don't believe in goes out of his way to look after a very rich old lady who's already probably got private health care, her own personal trainer, and a pretty decent intruder alarm system in her house. But anyway, he talked right over that, John. He talked yeah. right over the Queen's song. And there was a look on her face as he did so. As he did so when... Look on the face of Her Majesty who is pretty much as majestic as you could expect an 85-year-old granny to be. But uh, there was the look on her face was priceless. Her eyes kind of flickered left and right in confusion, <laughs> and she seemed to be on the point of saying, What the f*** is this, Because Are you trying to rap over my song? Are you remixing my jingle? <laughs> and it's not the first time the Obamas have caused mayhem in the British Constitution, it's John. It's true. Because yeah. last time, Michelle Obama... Uh, she went right up and cuddled the Queen. And I believe mm. whispered in her ear, come on, tell Michio what the matter is, baby. <laughs> and, of course, cuddling the Queen is a definite risk, bearing in mind what happened when the Australian Prime Minister Paul Keating copped a fondle of the Queen's arse in the 1990s. Uh, of course, led to an unreported nuclear strike on the city of Canberra. <laughs> and Keating spending the rest of his life in solitary confinement in a jail on the outer Hebridean island of Whack. <laughs> anyway, that's all facts. 
Yeah, Mich- Michelle, you're right. She cra- attracted real criticism last yeah. time for uh, putting her arm around the Queen during a photograph when protocol clearly dictates that, uh, and I quote, You don't touch the f***ing Queen! <laughs> it's the first of three key rules, Andy. You don't touch her, you don't spill water on her, and you don't feed her after midnight. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I think those last two rules might be for gremlins. I always get the two confused. Oh, but it's true that the Queen has got a, a coating of cesium, so if she's exposed to water, she gets pretty explosive. <laughs> But yeah, for those Americans that maybe weren't aware that there has been this huge problem this week because uh, America, unlike Britain, hasn't had its streets on fire all week, <laughs> uh, President Obama slightly mistimed his toast to the Queen. He opened with To the Queen, which was the cue for the band to start playing the national anthem, only to then try and shout the rest of his toast over the top of it. It was classic slapstick, Andy. <laughs> it was like uh, something out of a Naked Gun movie, but without Leslie Nielsen punching the Queen in the face. <laughs> and as is tradition... After a protocol infraction like that, the Queen will now retaliate to tally the score and thus restore diplomatic relations between the two countries to its previous state, which means that the Queen will now travel to America, where she will loudly talk over the playing of the Star-Spangled Banner. Um, Buckingham Palace has announced that the national anthem in question is going to be just before a San Diego Padres game, <laughs> and that the Queen will shout Delia Smith's recipe for banoffee pudding over the top of it before demurely travelling back to London. <laughs> Um, President Obama delivered a key speech uh, to both Houses of Parliament in Westminster Hall where he said that the special relationship between the two nations was founded not only on a shared history and language but common beliefs and values that have united our people throughout the ages. Going on to say under his breath, apart from that whole War of Independence thing where we'd rather have been dead than have anything to do with you, but apart from that you guys are the best. He, he, did, he, did, he did reference that in one of the things I saw him say. He was saying that uh, our relationship got off... Uh, I can't remember exactly what he said, but he made some quip about the tea. But, um, Whoa. Yeah. He made a quip about the... Is that still yeah. f***ing funny to him, Andy? <laughs> oh, I'm, gl- I'm glad he thinks it's so amusing now. Yeah, well, he can do that because he's not a real American, is he, John? Yeah. Oh, I guess that's it. Yeah. I guess that's it. He's yeah, from Kenya, so, Indonesia so- or something, isn't he? <laughs> Hawaiian, Kenya, Indonesia. <laughs> he also said that the UK and the US are at a pivotal moment in their relationship and that profound challenges lie ahead. That's suspiciously vague, Andy. That sounds less like a speech and more like a horoscope. <laughs> profound <laughs> challenges lie ahead. I think he'd forgotten to write a speech until the last minute and was reading pieces of paper that he was frantically pulling out of fortune cookies. <laughs> uh, Britain and the US should look to the lucky number seven. When stress is around, try and see positive in the actions of others. Tuesday might be a good day to try a new venture. (laughs) To the Queen. Oh, one more thing. Oh, (laughs) shit, not again! But, so yeah, Big Billy President gave a nice little speech in which she said something along the lines of good things are good, bad things are bad, we both like good (laughs) things, and we both dislike bad things. Hooray, let's fill in Mm. the details later. And uh, got... Big standing ovations, big props from the uh, from the reviewers, and it's uh, certainly true that you know it's one end of a sentence from another. But um, there seems to be some dispute over how to get the world out of the financial mess that it's in. Uh, but both him and David Cameron, um, they said they want to achieve sustainable growth without leaving a mountain of debt for future generations. And this, to me, John, is naive and unnecessary. Because tell me, John, what is wrong with piling up debt for our children? and our children's children, and our children's children's children, 
assuming assuming the Human Rights Brigade have not outlawed humping by then, of course. <laughs> because well, what is wrong with that? Why can't they just pile it up for their children and their children's children and their children's children's children, safe in the knowledge that one day, inevitably, the world will end? And then we'll yep. basically have got the whole of planet Earth for free. It's a <laughs> f***ing bargain, John. That's basically how top-level economics has been working for the last 25 yeah, years. Right, you've, just have the, you've just got to have the bare-faced balls to see it through. Yeah, until the, the planet as a whole declares an explosive bankruptcy. <laughs> One of the more eye-catching events uh, during the trip was the two first ladies hosting a barbecue in the back of Downing Street. That's a phenomenal idea, Andy. And again, I think the Queen missed a step there, and she should do that in the future. Put her kiss-the-cook apron on, stand behind a grill, asking heads of state how they like their burgers done. Media well coming up for Prince Albert of Monaco. Actually, give it a couple of minutes. One thinks it's still a little pink. <laughs> but there's a, look, there's a great photo in the paper of David Cameron <laughs> attempting to serve a sausage with a look on his face <laughs> of kind of disgust and confusion, as if to, as if to say... <laughs> Oh, my God, is this what the riff-raff eat nowadays? <laughs> also, uh, the president, David Cameron, had uh, a game of table tennis in South London. Uh, they played doubles against two school kids, and that seems like a cop-out, Andy, to be on the same team. <laughs> I think they should have played against each other. Putin would have done that, and he'd have done it with his shirt off. <laughs> now, one report of the game said uh, the president's competitive streak quickly came into full relief, uh, sighing when they missed points, high-fiving when they scored, and making excuses when the ball fell just short of the table. Tennis is a sport, Obama said, trying to comfort Cameron on one of his missed shots. <laughs> well, I wish he'd gone further than that, Andy. Just screamed, Come on, David! Get your f***ing head in the game! <laughs> Paddle up, Cameron! I came here to ping-pong! <laughs> well, happily, the Queen was not literally on fire, but if you want to see the bugle metaphorically on fire, come to see the live shows through March across the United Kingdom. Tickets and venue details at thebuglepodcast.com. Thank you for listening. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Hi, it's producer Chris from The Bugle here. Did you know that I have a new series of my podcast, Richie Firth, Travel Hacker, out now? 
It's the show where Richie Firth and I talk about how to make travel better in our very special way. In this series, we discuss Lime Bikes, Teslas, the London Overground, and a whole bunch of other random stuff that possibly involves wheels or tracks or engines of some variety. God, what a hot sell this is. I mean, you 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 must be so excited. Listen now.